0: Okay, let's look at our our final session for today, Enjoying What God Has Given You. Ecclesiastes 5.19 says it like this, When God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot and be happy in his work, this is a gift of God. We need to remember the first blank. We are God's managers O Lord our God, as for all this abundance, it comes from your hands, and all of it belongs unto you. So we recognize we are God's managers. God truly wants us to enjoy the resources that he has given us. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. So we're God's managers. God says, I want you to enjoy that that I've given you. And then the Lord expects us to take care of, first of all, our families. We read the scripture earlier. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than any unbeliever. Taking care of your family is not only a God-given priority, it is a God-given privilege. God wants you to rejoice with your family and take every occasion to explain to them the goodness he has shown unto you. So we are, we are to take care of our families and we should enjoy our families. God says when you do that, you, you, you show them the love that I've shown you. This next one here is really important for pastors and People who work a lot in the church. The Lord wants us to enjoy regular periods of rest and refreshment. It is a testimony to your faith and trust in God as your provider when you rest from your labor. And so often the churches they don't understand that. They think the pastor should do everything. No. This is a partnership in the in, in, we're partnering with Christ. Just like the pastor partners with Christ, the flock partners with the pastor. And together they get everything accomplished. Rest and refreshment. you got to do that. The Bible says six days do your work. But the Sabbath day do not work. Rest. We could talk about that all day, but I won't. The Lord tells us that when we enjoy his blessings, we bring him Glory. Now, I often think, you know, people work, 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 then you read about these people work themselves, and they died 35, 40 years old, and they they were filthy rich, but they didn't enjoy it because they worked themselves to death. The Lord instructs us to enjoy blessing the people that he puts in our lives to serve. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us. Your generosity will result in thanksgiving unto God. So he says he instructs us to enjoy blessing the people that he puts in our lives. Why does he want us to bless those people? Because when we bless them, they see the God in us. And in turn, we hope that when they see the God in us, they will see enough God that they'll want to turn around and bless God and bless somebody else. So he wants us to bless the people that he put in our lives. Amen. And just like he wants us to bless, and we've got we to make sure we do, there's also times we have to watch out because there are four thieves that, that come to steal our joy. And this is so important, four thieves of joy. Number one, the first, the first thief that comes to steal our joy is worry. Worrying will drive you crazy. I tell people, when I leave work and I get finished, I go home and I go night-night. I've learned, and it took me a while, but I've learned work stays at work, and home is home. That's right. I'm off on Fridays, and they know. Don't call me. If the building's burning down, I'm not the fire department. If somebody breaks in, I'm not the police. That's Friday is my date night and my family time with my girls. And I have said, Now, if it's an emergency where our, my lead pastor needs me, he knows he can get in touch with me. But a lot of stuff people call you about, it can wait till the next day. So I've learned. It took me a while, but I've learned to separate now when I go home, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Work is still at work. And I think we have to do it, because not we will worry ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. You have got to be able to separate the two. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and your body more important than clothes? But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given unto you. Got to learn not to worry. He says, replace your worry with trust and prayer. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's already given you. If we spend more time trusting and thanking and praying, we don't have as much time to worry. If I'm sleepless at midnight, I'll spend the hours in grateful reflection on what God has done. Psalm 63. Every time I this is a side note here. You need to start seeing worry as a reminder to pray. Next time you worry, say to yourself, okay, this is my time now to pray and thank God for what he's already done. So four thieves. First is worry. Second thief is comparison. Mm. When we compare ourselves to others, there are only two possible outcomes. One is that we will think of ourselves as better than others, which is pride, or we will think of ourselves worse than than others, which is self-pity. Either outcome will rob you of your joy. Don't allow yourself to be robbed of your joy. So comparison, replace comparison with contentment. Replace comparison with contentment. Paul said it like this, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me the strength to do it. So replace your comparison with contentment. The third thief that comes to steal our joy is selfishness. Mm. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. If you're not doing these things yourself, don't condemn somebody else who's not doing it. So we need to replace selfishness with sacrifice. If you have money, share it generously. For even I, the son of man, came here not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. So we're going to replace selfishness with Sacrifice. So he says, replace your worry with trust and prayer. Replace your comparison with, content- with contentment. Replace your selfishness with sacrifice. And the last one that comes to steal our joy is false guilt. False guilt. Replace your false guilt with gratitude. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. One of the worst thing as believers we can do is when God blesses us, we try to make excuses as to how we got our blessing. Mm-hmm. No, if you know it came from God, you shouted from the mountaintop, you shouted from the rooftop. That's it's right. nothing I've done, but look at the God that I serve. Okay. God can do anything but fail. You don't need to be guilty because God blessed you and gave you something. When God bless you and give you something, guess what? When I see my brother get blessed, I shout. You know why? Because the Bible I read says God is no respecter of person. I know I don't have it right now, but I know mine is on the way. That's, That's right. So you don't, there, there needs to be no, no, no false guilt. Replace that false guilt with gratitude. You know what? I praise you, God, for what you're doing in my brother's life, what you're doing in my sister's life, because you know what? as you elevate them, I know in due season, my elevation is right around the corner. Excellent. See, false guilt will allow us to beat ourselves up. False guilt sells God short. Mm -hmm. But when you replace that false guilt with gratitude, you thank God in the morning, you thank him at noon, you thank him at night. I thank you when I'm on the mountaintop, but I thank you when I'm in the valley. I thank you when I'm going through. I thank you when all is well. I thank you when I have a lot. Lord, I thank you when I have nothing. In all things, I will bless your name Father. When you replace these thieves, replacing these thieves is not a one-time choice. They're day by day, moment by moment decision because the Bible's clear, the thief comes to steal, to destroy, and to kill, but Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Managing your finances God's way is just one part of managing your life God's way. That's what it's all about. We've got to be willing to follow these principles, follow the guidelines that God has given, and if we'll do that, Guess what? When all is said and done, we'll look back and say, you know what? Had it not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be now? Managing our finances God's way. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you so much for this opportunity, Father. Lord, we just pray that we would grab a hold of these principles, Lord, and we would apply these in our lives that we might be the examples, Lord, that we might not get weary in well-doing, that we would recognize, Lord, that what we're doing is what you've called us to do. It's what you've told us to do. You've told us, Lord, to. you've already laid out the road map. You just ask now that we would follow it. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. We commit it all into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen yeah. and amen.